Honestly, I feel like an unwanted guest on the Carl and Jane Comedy Hour. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJ Kate and Bea. Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbors, where the neighbors recap podcast. We overanalyze episodes of the Australian soap opera from very strange locations around our state. Uh, I'm Vaya. I am in Melbourne's Mobile Pirate Net Studios in a car park in my suburb. After dark, we look like ne'er-do-wells. Me and CJ, Catherine Jones, CJ the Hot Mess Mum, is here. G'day. Hello. How are you going? It's strange. I feel very strange. I, I, look, I think we might come across Puffy's dealers. <laughs> <laughs> they might think we're... Their clientele. I mean, look, we'll be up for three days, but it'll be all right. Look, I've actually got a lot to do, so that might suit me. <laughs> wow. Um, we came at dusk to have a nice little picnic, and it, we did. We had fancy grazing boxes. This is its the sort of thing that I think Dippy would do as a COVID pivot. Yes. Um, if she cared. <laughs> I'm now concerned about what kind of fluids might be on my grazing box. Ooh! Yeah, because, she, yeah, she's distracted. Hmm. And, but then now the sun's gone down and we're still here with our m- microphones in our cars. <laughs> you know, the rules will change at the same point that the weather gets better. Yes. And it will stop being impossible for us to do this, but yet it will become possible for us to do it in the name, same way that we used to. Okay. So, oh well, we may as well just enjoy it. It's something different. It, it is. It's an adventure. And tomorrow we'll find out if we can do things differently soon because there'll be updated conditions. So we'll keep you posted of Melbourne lockdown 2020. You know what that reminds me of? Um, you remember that time we were podcasting? It was you, me and Kate a million years ago. And we were talking about how by the time this episode goes live, we'll have a new prime minister. Oh, yes. But actually the um, parliament was locked for like four weeks and they didn't know who <laughs> win. So you're like, tonight, tomorrow we'll find out. Maybe. <laughs> Well, I just things change so rapidly. It'll something will make sense no matter what I've referred to. Business time. The business again. I'm in a puffy jacket too, so I look extra dodgy. <laughs> I feel like I'm trying to conceal myself. Um, we have to thank new patrons. Oh my gosh, how many are we up to? Oh, it's just a bloody joy. Um, 103. And I have to thank, someone had to pause their pledge, which everyone is, of course, encouraged to do if they ever need to, because this particular patron had to do some refinancing. And they sent me such a lovely note. Oh. You don't need to send me a lovely note. You can just pause at any time. But what a nice thing to do. But also, thanks for reaching out. Yeah. Because I heard on another podcast this week, someone say, if you want to support us, and then the person pulled back and went, you know what, you already are because you're listening to us. So yeah. thank you, yeah, everyone. You, yes. And I don't really check the downloads anymore because at the moment with the UK being behind, I don't want to like freak out about anything. So I just don't really look. Oh, well, the last few weeks it's been up massively. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hop back on. But my point is it that stuff doesn't matter, but it just, it does matter. But, you know, we know you're out there and that's great. Yeah. Uh, but specifically who is out there is Emily, thanks for becoming a patron, and Catherine, better known as Kate, which is confusing because that's both of our co-hosts' names. But Kate joined up. Thank you very much. You know, the reason we are sitting in a car park right now is because 
we really just want to communicate with the people that are listening. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I communicated earlier in the week with another podcast, one of my new faves this year. So one of the shows that brought me comfort in 2020 is MasterChef, mm-hmm. Australian version, which has been rebooted with new judges. And they recently released Junior MasterChef, which is cute as a damn button. Exactly what I needed to get me out of the Melbourne lockdown funk. Yeah, and Junior's like even more positive, right? It's joyous. And it's not just little precocious kids. It's These kids are sweet and they care so much about their favourite hobby, which is cooking, and that they get to do it on TV and they mm. love everything around them. But then they do things like they use the blast chiller to make panna cotta. And they, I mean, I don't know what that is, but I would like to buy one tomorrow. And they're filling my heart. And I went on to the Washing Up podcast. They talk about cooking shows. And I analysed the first three episodes of Junior MasterChef with Chris and Christy, who are a couple. Wonderful. <laughs> and what a great name for a podcast. Yeah, it's it's what drew me in. I saw the name on Twitter. They're like, MasterChef's finished. It's time for the Washing Up. I'm like, oh, I'm in. So go have a listen to them. And I have uh, promised them that they will be forced to be on Neighbours at yes. some point. Um, and they'll be up Kate's alley because they are 80s kids. And actually, next time we're all together, can you remind me, CJ, that we have to talk about Kate's ceramic pig storyline from her life? Yes, definitely. Which involves a stump. It does involve a stump. Um, you know, sometimes when I have a micro sleep for neighbours, mm. sometimes I'm having a micro sleep for the stump. <laughs> Kate, stump Kate's stump journey is quite epic. I did tell her that last night on a private thread, so yeah. I'm not. I didn't use those words, but I'm not afraid. And I'm sure she would expect it of you. She would. A lot of the things in our group chat, I'm aware, are just to you. Yeah, and let's just put this out there as a teaser. But Kate advertised a job on Airtasker with the heading "Stump Grinding." Yeah, and look, that satisfied me for quite a while. Yeah, and she wasn't in a position to talk about the journey at the time. She was in the middle of it, and she's not through it yet. No, so we'll wait. Yeah. But just remind us if we forget in a few weeks' time, we need to talk about Kate's ceramic pig stump storyline of her life. And that's the business. This is business. It's not personal. Now, we need to talk about the week commencing October 12, 2020. This week was wackadoo, can I say? Kate and my partner, who now, like, reminds me that I need to catch up on Neighbours so he can watch as well. He's like, you've got oh. two Neighbours episodes. I'm like, oh, do I? Okay, I'll put them on now. We looked at each other at the end of Friday and he goes, that didn't really hang together, did it? And and I'm like, no, that was whack this week. I mean, I watched it all at once, except for half of Monday. So I had to just go and watch half of Monday just then, which is a weird pattern to watch Neighbours in. But it didn't seem to bother the storyline at all. Um, I I actually, maybe let's bring Pippi up at the start. Yes, please. Yeah. So... Last Friday, Let's bring Pippi up always. I was reminded that we ended the episode with a burnt ceramic hand pig. Yeah, and we talked a bit about it in the Patreon only chunk. Oh, did we just hear a gunshot? <laughs> it was a car back. <laughs> One can never it's know. Pippi. It's Pippi. <laughs> There's Shane's deal here in West Waratah, where I live. <laughs> you can't tell. But Kate and I talked about the barbecue shenanigans Mm. and Kate was like, we better save it for Patreon because next week it's going to be all about this injury that happens. Yeah, it did look that way. Yeah, and then we didn't. It wasn't. wasn't. (laughs) It was over like minute four of Monday. (laughs) Kyle had a minor burn. Yeah. 
from grabbing the barbecue when he toppled over. Second, I think it was a grade two or something. Burn, yeah. Which, and I feel like grade one is like a slight sunburn. And he didn't, look, he didn't need to go to the Alfred Burns unit. He could just stay at Erinsborough Hospital, which Mm. means there's barely anything going on. Yeah, he was in the maternity ward, I think. (laughs) (laughs) He's having a baby. Uh, He had had a second degree tear. (laughs) (laughs) And his forearm. I wonder if he was cut or just straight out tear. (laughs) (laughs) In a episiotomy on his elbow. (laughs) Uh, but he'll be fine. He's going to be fine. Yeah, he's going to be fine. We're never going to think about it ever again. Do you know what? It's not going to be fine. Schlive. No. All right. Well, let's let's hoe into Schlive and, and see, see what happens. Well, let's talk about Schlive on Patreon because then it's like a little bookend. Because it's like the, the mini story that started last week with the barbecue and then it resolved immediately after. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. As, as neighbours is wont to do. Okay. Is something suspicious happening? No, there's just like... A pretty fancy car that's maybe a drug dealer. Okay. We are the suspicious thing that's happening in this car park, <laughs> I've got to say. So, Pippi, I don't care that someone's been arrested on the street this week. i got to talk about Dippy and Pierce's affair. I was about to ask who got arrested. Like, that's where I'm at. <laughs> I've remembered. Um, so, Pippi, my favourite bit of the week comes later in the week. So, maybe you should... Tell us what happened at the start and then we can get to that. So, Dippy and P.S. are kidding themselves and they're like, we've solved our relationship woes. Don't you think this is a great self-help book, CJ? You're into these. Like, cheat your marriage back together. Yeah. (laughs) That's the self-help book title. It could be called like, glue for a fractured relationship. And there are, um, what's that relationship psychologist that... Um, is an advocate for affairs. She's French and sassy. I don't know. Edith or um, Eleanor or something. Oh, like Dr. Sex or something, like one of those people. She's this sassy great lady who's just like, humans need to be with other humans and sometimes these relationships can help your marriage. I'm fine with it, but there's two people that are not consenting. Yeah, it's got to be an open dialogue between... Everybody in the awesome foursome. Yeah. And as um, Kate and Vader discussed last week, they are both shitbags. <laughs> but Pierce is worse because his wife just had a miscarriage. Yeah. P- <sighs> oh, for fuck's sake. Dippy is at least banging her head against a brick wall in her marriage. And a few people online have observed that this Puffy and Dippy relationship has never been smooth sailing since we've known them. Mm, mm. Maybe that first week they came to the street. Or that first scene when she drove in in the Range Rover and he was like looking at it. That was, I mean, that was sexy as hell. Yeah. But but also he just bought a business without telling her. <laughs> yeah. Um, a bit, and she's annoyed at this behaviour, but this is no different. You know, like she's annoyed at him for wanting to go back at uni and all these things, making decisions without her. But he's always done this. Yes. Except now her daughter's in law enforcement and now he's doing illegal dealings. And mm. and the straw that breaks the camel's back again, the, the straw that breaks the camel's second hump mm. last week. This poor camel's at the RSPCA, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. This week, so um, Dippy and Puffy, we think they're getting back on track, but then Puffy Rebecca is, look, the wheels are coming off the wagon a little bit. Mm. He's a bit rough around the edges. He's eating a muffin in a scruffy manner in her business. Oh, awful. He's got no idea just how like unattractive he's becoming. And he's wearing he's wearing the scruffy man singlet around the house a lot. He's just not doing himself any favours. But then Dippy's annoyed with him because he's not supporting Yashvi 
in her tough week at work, which we'll get to. And he's like, yeah, I gave her a ring. She's fine. And Dippy's like, not good enough. So he marches down to the police station and decides to um, – he tries, tries to steal the burn book from Mean Girls. Oh, my gosh. He does. And he doesn't do a good job of it. Scarlett Brady's diary, which Levi's dubbed a burn book, has apparently got some evidence that Yashvi wants to see. And she's like, wish I could get it. Dad's like, don't worry about it, love. I'll get it. And tries to put it in his pocket in front of the police. I mean, I definitely think Shane is an idiot for doing this. Mm. Don't get me wrong. But the other part of it is is that she said, go try harder with your daughter. Mm. So he, he does go to do that. He, he does take it very literally. And Toadie keeps overhearing their conversations and saying, look, you've just got to empower your wife a bit more. And Puffy keeps taking things incorrectly and going, all right, from now on, Dippy, you do everything and I'll do whatever you say. Yeah, it was it was lovely. You've actually been asking them to have a storyline about mental load and that was exactly what that was. She's literally said, take the mental load away mm. from me. I said that at work last week. People were arguing over should we use an ellipsis or a hyphen in a particular formatting question and I just went, boys, I'm going to let you guys take the mental load on this one. That's great. <laughs> let me know when you've decided. That's great. But it's, you know, like she... I don't know. I find it really difficult because she is definitely between a rock and a hard place in her marriage. Well, there, yep, yeah, there's definitely a hard place. <laughs> yeah. There's, I mean, there's a few hard places on Pierce. <laughs> um, and she is in that situation, but she is, she's making mistakes left, right and centre, and it's really difficult. And she's not making it easy for him to be any sort of good person. Yeah, and like we know, so we know that A, the actor is being replaced, but we also know that the character's leaving. Pierce, yes. So I kind of, I was watching the storyline this week and I was just like, oh, okay, well, obviously, like, Pierce, Pierce and Chloe are breaking up. And then, like, it wasn't until like halfway through the week where I suddenly thought, oh, are Dippy and um, Puffy going to break up too? Interesting, because I feel like it's a carbon copy of the Priya affair with Paul a few years back. Okay, I wasn't watching then. Tell me about it. Well, the wife was just villainized. She was completely villainized and then killed off. It was horrible because she she cheated with Paul mm-hmm. on AJ. And I don't want that for Dippy. I want them to either resolve the marriage or if they do break up, I hope it's I hope Dippy still gets to exist and have a storyline and isn't just extinguished from the show. You're right, though. Someone might die. Do you know I um, saw an outrageous article that Olivia linked to in the Neighbours Council where Sharon Johal was quoting the executive producer when they raised uh, the infidelity storyline and said, well, with married women on the show, we don't have too many options. Infidelity is like an inevitable part of the storylining process. Or words to that effect. Right. I mean, keep an eye on... um Dippy, because I don't know how much longer she'll be around for saying things like that. Maybe, I mean, maybe hire some more married women to write some own voices stories there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, hire more married women, or just, or just more women. Yeah. I, look, I don't know. I'm, I'm not in the writers' room. I mean, there's the like it's more production, isn't it? Really? And we don't know what game of telephone went on with that interview. Yeah. No, we yeah we don't know. Regardless, is we've been asking for a, a meaty storyline. For Dippy for a while, and we have a meaty storyline. Yeah, um, but I, I'm enjoying it. I wish she'd had 
it wish she didn't have to be about a man. I know, or two but men. She, she, you know what she does have that we she hasn't for many storylines. She has agency. Yes, yes, she sure does. She has so much agency that she like. Well, firstly, last week she took her own clothes off. Yes, and said, "Here are my ladies." <laughs> But I, it's actually, it's kind of like a hitchhike, um, a Hitchcock thing. Because of COVID, they have to undress themselves. Yes. And it's much sexier. It totally is. <laughs> Which I love it. No one's taking ownership of anyone. Everyone's playing their own part in it. Yeah. I was talking about ownership. What? What's Pierce? Pierce. What a basic bitch. Last week with his diamond necklace. Oh, yeah. And this week, what's his, what's his gesture for the missus? So he's got, he's had a new wine. I guess, ageing or whatever wines do in a barrel for a while, I guess. Like, I don't think you say, I'm going to get a new wine and then it happens next week. It must be like... Unless it costs like $5. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's Robina, <laughs> which I can knock up for you in my kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I assume that this has been going for a year. And then he's got an email because they work on their little laptops together, Chloe and Pierce. Have you noticed the little Apple? Yeah. They're... All about the mobile office, those two. Oh, they, yeah, they really are. And he obviously gets an email about his new wine and he gets a little light bulb in his head. Fuck, I can name this after Chloe. That'll fix everything. Chloe. Pinot-Clo-Gris. Mm. Pinot-Grigi-Clo. And also... <laughs> Some options. The Kylie Rosé. Kylie Minogue Rosé is out at the moment. That's <gasps> just called Kylie. Well, I need to start drinking again so I can give that a taste. Yes, I almost bought you one today, but I didn't. I, I just don't like alcohol enough to spend money on. I need to. I need to do one of Ellie's pump and dumps. Oh, you do. I think that's all that Ellie does. Let's do it when we all come together again. Okay, I'll drink Kylie's rosé. Okay, cool. Okay, and Chloe is a beautiful name. Lovely. I mean, you know, the hand, the designer brand, Chloe. Yeah. You know, it doesn't need a last name. It's like Madonna. Like you're saying, there's a designer called Chloe. They've not had any problems with people wondering what Chloe's last name was. <laughs> oh, I've got a, I've got the new leather satchel bag by Chloe. Oh, which Chloe? No, it doesn't. It's not a thing. <laughs> Wonderful idea. Chloe's excited by it. Mm. And Dippy's a little bit jealous. Oh, totally. Um, I wonder what he'd what kind of wine he'd call after Dippy. Ooh, okay. Well, it's Dippica. That's her full name. Oh, that's such a nice name. Can they call her that? Only Angie Rebecca calls her Dippica. Oh, that's a good name. I love it. Dippy Cab Sav. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sav Blanc. Um, we'll workshop it. Yeah, she's more stormy, isn't she? She's not, she's not a rosé. No. So, the box arrives. Hmm. Firstly, he opens it with Dippy. Doesn't he? Doesn't he drink half of it with Dippy? He offers it to her. I don't know if she drinks it. I can't remember. Or maybe they had a couple of boxes. I mean, that is effed up. Why does he not realise that showing her first that he just slept with last week is wrong as hell? And they're being just chummy around each other. Yeah, because they've figured out life. Yeah. If you <laughs> want to get through the bad patch in your relationship, you need to sleep with the hot person next door. And we're just chums now. We're just buds. Oh, yeah. Because now they, they know each other better than they used to. Oh, dear. Now they know what the insides of their bodies are like. <laughs> and you know what I was thinking also? They must not have used protection because what is a married man that wants to have children doing with protection? Unless Lassiter's leaves them like dinner mints by the pillows. I mean, that would be a good idea for Lassiter's. Mm. Remember I said they should lean into the cameras. If they did that, they should have condoms there. Yeah. Yeah. Although I don't know how sustainable those 
wrappers are. Oh, no. Harlow's gone through the place. I wouldn't want to use a sustainable condom. I really <laughs> wouldn't. I'm sorry. I know you're very green, but I would be against that. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously that's paving the way. Kate thinks it's going this way and a fair baby. Get your contraception sorted. Do you reckon Dippy would have been, like, where do you reckon they were at? Because, I mean, they wouldn't have been sleeping together all that much lately. As a young Greek woman whose father put the fear of God into her and mother, like my parents, well, my parents were like, you do not come home pregnant <laughs> as a young woman. Anytime I went anywhere near a hard place, I was like, crap, better not get pregnant. Like it was all I ever thought about. Like you can't just go there and think everything's fine. It's not how it works. Yeah. So I just, Dippy's had three kids. If she can't put the pieces together. Yeah, I mean. She's an idiot. And I mean, she had, and we've discussed before, she must have had that first child um, quite young. Yeah. And. Which is, I think is retconned as Yashvi now is the oldest. It used to be that Jay was the oldest, but now he's been put into the middle of the lineup. Yeah, because he's still in school. Yeah, school slash the grave. And Yashvi is a detective. Actually, she's now like a, a defunct detective who's, yeah. who's been taken off the case. Oh. But I would have thought that Dippy's – what was that? What do you mean? What was what? I think it might have been in my head. Sorry. A noise? Yeah, like like a light bounced on, on the cars. It was weird. I'm getting very scared. Oh, there's nothing to be scared about. <laughs> I'm so scared. I'm pretty sure that they're doing something similar. Okay. They're, those two gents over there are doing a podcast yeah. about – it's probably a true crime one. They're probably talking about us. Um, and there's a Uber Eats driver picking up Chinese food over there. Great. Yeah. Um, I would have thought that Dippy's parents, as Indian parents, would have also put the fear of God. Yes, you would think so. And it's very easy to forget that she's Indian. Yeah, it is. Because her heritage is never mentioned. No. Yeah, you're right. So, but anyway, I imagine Dippy's on the IUD. Uh-huh. And so she's not going to get pregnant. But um, that's just based on I'm a woman of a similar age and that's what I've done. (laughs) I'm never going to go into labour again. So I'm going to really go to a lot of extremes to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah, you no longer need the fear of God from your parents. You've got the fear of God from, you know, second grade birds from barbecues. We should not be doing that. (laughs) I've said it before. If um, men gave birth, they would have outsourced that years ago. So, the wine, he presents it to Chloe. Mm. And what does it say on the bottle, Val? Chloe Grayson. Yep. And what's Chloe's name? Chloe Brennan. Oh. It's she, she's not even, I don't even think she's Chloe Grayson on Facebook for cosmetic reasons, like a lot of my no. high school friends. Yeah, me included. Yeah. Um, yeah, CJ, Catherine Jones is not Catherine Jones's legal name. It, it is not, but also. It's her stage name. It is my stage name, but also CJ. Was my grandmother's name, yes. and I'm named after her. But I didn't take it on until the, I became Catherine Jones on Facebook. Yeah, which is when I got married. <laughs> <laughs> but El- Ellie Brennan was Ellie Brennan on Facebook immediately. Immediately, she quite possibly went down and changed her name by Depole before <laughs> the marriage. Like in between the vows, and I slept with your sister. She popped over there to get the paperwork done. Actually, things like her is why there's still fax machines. Because she probably went into the back office and said, could you press send on that fax? Thanks. <laughs> but Chloe Brennan is like, I am a modern woman, an independent woman. My name is Chloe Brennan. Why does it say Chloe Grayson? Am I your possession? And Nicolette, her hype girl, is like, uh, he is a caveman. 
And he is declaring his ownership over you. Yeah. And Nicolette is very ready to um, back Chloe up on this. But also, I watched this episode with my husband last night. And the minute that that box opened, I went, oh, I can't wait to talk about this with Maya. (laughs) (laughs) What was Hamish's take on it? Um, We just were like, that guy is a dick. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I know what Pierce can do right, and it's have money and look like like the way he does. Yes. But that is it. Yeah, play to your strengths. Yeah. He is, though. He's taking off his shirt just with the wrong lady. Yes. He, but he said to Chloe, but you said you liked being part of our family. Yeah. That is so literal. <laughs> I, she's like, yeah, but it doesn't change my name. He could have even called it something like Chloe and the family, and that would have been nicer. He could have. Do they have nicknames for each other? Or how about Love Chloe? I mean, that's beautiful. They don't have nicknames. They're just Piers and Chloe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're ill-fated. Yeah. We know We know that they're not going to make it. No, they would never end game. I just want Nicolette and Chloe to have a baby. <laughs> oh, really? You Wow, you you have really, you've set up the U-Haul for those two. <laughs> super, yeah. super quick. I want them to move into a house, I guess. I mean, would it be inappropriate for Nicolette to just move back in when, when Piers leaves? <laughs> inappropriate. Just, the word does not exist on Ramsey Street. Mm. Because Dippy sees Chloe's reaction to the wine gift. Yeah. And sees her bitching about it to Nicolette. Yeah. And also, sorry, we have a million times talked about the fact that on Neighbours, they randomly bag out people on the other side of the room or whatever, and it just never comes up. This is like, I reckon, the first time where the person was like, hi, look, I'm a metre from you, and I can hear you. <laughs> this was my favourite scene. Me too. It's like this present was for him, not for me. I thought after he bought me the flashy diamond necklace that he might have learned, but he doesn't actually care how I feel. Are you kidding me, Chloe? Pierce loves you so much. He gave you that incredible necklace and he just threw it back in his face. He was so excited about the wine. Why can't you just be grateful? Are you right? That man would do anything for you. That man is my husband and this is none of your business. Pierce is doing everything he can for your marriage. You just don't know how good you've got it. And it's great because everyone has these sorts of conversations in front of business owners, like proprietors and wait staff. But not often does the barista sleep with your husband. (laughs) So it's special. She piped in. Just like, excuse me, Chloe. And the reaction was great too. Yeah. From both Nicolette and Chloe, like, excuse me? It was, but uh, Chloe was making excuses for her as well. Chloe's very kind. Chloe is... The winner, like, mm. w- like obviously she's being treated like crap. But when I look at this, Chloe's the one that I go, you know what, you are the beacon in this entire situation. Because Nick points out, like, well, what a bitch. Why did she have a go at you? Yeah. And then Chloe was like, oh, you know, her husband's on the drugs. So <laughs> I just wanted, I just wanted um, Nicolette to go, why the frick was the help just coming in here? <laughs> like, that's the woman that gives us coffee. And... She just comes in and tells, oh, my God, I couldn't believe it. I actually, I was closing my eyes and, like, burying myself in the couch when she was bringing up the diamond necklace. I'm like, Dibby, Dibby, shut up, shut up, stop it, stop it. That is the necklace that you had on you when you slept with her husband. She nearly showered with it on, she said. You could have showered with that on. I bet it would have gone fine. Would have been yeah. no, like, because there's not a, a speckle of silver or anything <laughs> on that thing. That's all platinum. I could not believe that moment. And then 
Chloe's had a go at Pierce and he has gone to stay at Lasseter's, his new favourite place to be. And on the last pod, you said if you owned a hotel, you'd do it all the time. Yeah, I probably would too, yeah. to be honest. Um, just I don't feel like cooking or doing my washing. I'm just going to go sleep on the hotel bed. Yeah, like in the same way that making this podcast was one of the ways I had a night off parenting. Yeah. We haven't let that go. We're in a car park recording this podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, so he goes to Lasseter's and he is in a room. I want to point this out. And my husband and I pointed this out constantly. You asked what we were saying about this. He's in a room that has a little seated area near the bed. Yet, when he invites Dippy in, he just walks in and says, here is my bed. Yep, he patted it down. All of the time. And I just kept shouting at the television, sit on the seating area. (laughs) The minute you sit on a bed, it's all over. I mean, you're done. Do you think they are even concerned that the front desk might maybe make a note of the fact that the lady that runs the cafe is popping up to Mr. Grayson's room. Yeah, and and when she had her own room, remember, he bought her breakfast. I'm sorry, breakfast is possibly the most intimate meal that you can have with someone. Yep. So Dippy pops in and he's so upset and she asks him what he wants. Oh, bah, this scene. Second best scene. And he's like... You. Mm-hmm. If only Shane treated me half as well as you treat Chloe. Well, I heard about the charges. Sounds like you deserve better too. Yeah, I'm starting to think you're right. I know he always tries to mean well, but I'm so sick of being angry all the time. Well, I'm sick of always being in the doghouse when Chloe's out there doing whatever she wants. What about me? What about what I want? What do you want? I just want to be understood without having fight after fight. I just want everything to stop being so hard. What about the laundry list of excuses those two pieces of work made? And what are his excuses? Is he, like, at what point is he going to go, Chloe hasn't been giving me enough attention. She's so upset about the miscarriage. Like, and also her dying mother and her own illness and her own mortality. Even her, like, what in Chloe's, like, she's a ray of sunshine, but there is so much going on. And he's left his son in the house. He's fighting with his spouse and he leaves her to make sure that his son is emotionally okay. Let's face it, Hendrix has moved in next door. <laughs> but that being said, Pierce hasn't noticed. No. And then, okay, the, ex- the excuses they laid out. Well, my wife was annoyed with me. Dippy had a lot more, had a lot more valid reasons. Like my husband just broke the law right after he came out of rehab. And he's scruffy. And oh, what about the pool scene? I forgot to mention. Yeah. So uh, remind me of this because I've seen it, but it's why is Dippy there? She said she had a catering job that ended early. So she treated herself to some respite on the deck of the rooftop pool, reading a teenage fiction book, looking for Ella Brandy, Australian literary classic. Schools study it. We love it. Melina Marquetta. What's Dippy doing reading that by the side of the pool? I don't know. I don't know. But then Pierce comes to do laps, which I think looked like footage that they recycled from back when the pool opened. Yeah. I mean, look, for one minute, I'm not surprised at Pierce just doing random laps in his workplace and taking his clothes off to just show people what he looks like. Mm. You know, how this man became a billionaire, I will never know. But Dippy, I mean, I think she's been treating herself just a bit much. So she's just... I mean, you know, the thing is, you know how they say like when um, you don't want co-stars to actually sleep with each other until the movie's finished because the chemistry is too much? Yes. Like, don't you think by the time they've slept together twice, 
that like maybe some of the ooh-ah has worn off a bit? Well, maybe. So this is, they go into the second time, they rattle off all their list of excuses and they go, yeah, justified. We are justified and the shirts come off yep. and away they go again. Yeah. They heard Kate thinks they're going to have a baby and they better make sure it happens. Yeah. And Deepy, I love how she's playing it because she's giddy. She's like a teenage girl with getting to date the the popular guy at school. I mean, I don't know why. She should like either run off with him or like just say, look, give me a million dollars. Yeah. So that's it. They're in this. And so I guess they're full of shit about how this was the band-aid for their marriages. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I eat chocolate. Yes. And I have a lot of conversations with myself afterwards about how, how I chose this. And, and I'm not going to end up eating pizza tomorrow and everything will be okay. But then, like, I know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little dance I do with myself. Yeah. I, I just – I'll eat this now. Yeah. And then it'll be satisfied. Yeah, because I will – and as Dippy said, it like, all of that pent-up energy will be resolved by the carrot yeah. milk. And then <laughs> you'll be okay. And it's a little dance you do with yourself when you want a treat, right? It's never just one caramel. It's never just one caramel. <laughs> Hendrix was eating caramel in an episode a few weeks oh, ago. <laughs> Actually, if you blend those two together, it is quite caramelky. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, is. it is. And you know you're going to get more because it comes in a whole block. <laughs> goes down way too easy, that caramel. It does. It does. And that's basically what's happened with these two. They're like, oh, look, I was in control of that first time. We don't need to do it again because... Like, I was satisfied. What I just wish is I wish Dippy had a friend she could talk to. She doesn't have to be explicit, like I'm I'm banging the billionaire, but just someone she could go, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm turning away from my marriage. I'm considering, you know, like she's she's not unloading to anyone. Well, she can't tell Jane because if Jane tells Nicolette. Oh, it's all over. Nicolette, I thought she was going to see them. She was hanging around the foyer of the hotel and I thought, she's oh. going to see Dippy, she's going to see Dippy and Pierce. Oh, maybe that was a tell that that's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Don't, and also don't root around on your wife in her workplace. I know it's his hotel and it's really easy for him to stay there, but he also has a lot of money. Can't he just stay at another hotel? Yeah. Just buy the motelness centre. Mm. Yeah, can you imagine him having to sleep in that in that trashy place though? No, do you know what he needs to do? He needs to buy that apartment, mm. the affair apartment, as her her little what is it called? Pied a terre. Yeah, yeah, pied a pied a terre. Um, like a sugar daddy situation mm. where he's paying the rent. Yeah. Now we don't have much time to talk about Ned, but that's fine because it really did not thrill me. Um, plus, I mean, we're gonna have more. Like, I know this is what Kate did last week about Shalive, but I'm sure there's much more to come. Yeah, look, I'll get you to talk to one thing, though. So Ned has confessed to we don't know what crimes against Scarborough. All right. So I recently have been doing um, some work with a neuro-linguistic and hypnotherapy um, master. Wow. And so I was interested in what happened this week. So the first thing is Ned doesn't – I'm uh, sorry. I said I wasn't interested, but actually I was so interested in this. Yeah. Um, it's the actual police case I'm not interested no, in. But yeah, no, all the other stuff. So firstly, Ned and Paul don't get along that great because why would you? He's living in this place. You're idiot. Moochin. The wife's idiot ex-husband's son, who's an idiot, is... And I wonder how much Drab contributed to the bail, if at all. Nothing. I don't even think he knows. <laughs> oh, my God. And so... um, You are right? Yeah, they're just laughing a lot. Okay, good. 
<laughs> Maybe they're making a comedy podcast. <laughs> um, so, but Paul, sorry, Ned has attached to Paul like a newborn child. He, it's his mentor now. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's just daddy issues, daddy issues, daddy mm. issues. Because his dad has not given a crap about him ever. Mm. Right. Yeah. And he has said, look, here's Paul. And I've done the right thing by Paul by making a crime. Sidebar, where's Beth? Natalie Imbruglia. She would not be okay with all this strife Ned's got himself into. No, she would not be. And neither would, what's her name? Kate Kendall. Oh, Loz would not have this. Loz needs to come down and give him yeah. a talking to. I mean, Loz is producing the episode, so she knows. Yeah. But, um, or directing. Is it directing? She's producing doing Matt Leave cover from for Natalie Lynch. Oh, well, there we go. So... <laughs> Paul and Ned are having like chin wags at the table without anyone, mm. and they're going for. And Paul's got a team of lawyers for Ned. A team of barristers. A team. Now, best line of the week. Paul makes a comment on Toadie. You know what? If Ned's right, if Tyler can be wrongly accused, convicted, then who's to say that it won't happen again? Come on, you can't go talking like that, Therese. Well, give me a reason why. Well, for a start, Jared Rebecca's not involved this time. <laughs> No, seriously, Ned has got the best legal help that money can buy. Isn't it a vast difference if you're if you commit a crime and you're Kennedy adjacent versus Robinson adjacent? Massive difference. Wow. And so firstly the lawyer's name is like Giuliano or something. Yeah, she's fabulous. <gasps> she's got like red hair yeah. and she's like fancy. She's taking meetings in the pub, so she's not abnormal for the neighbours world. Yeah, she's not got privacy on the agenda, but that's okay. No. So another situation, Ned's having these dreams where parts of the memory are coming back to him. And Paul says, look, Beverly's in town, which is very convenient. She's here to do shenanigans with Clive. <laughs> she wants to go to Numea. Yeah. Um, but she's got a minute. She's got a minute. Um, so she's a memory specialist. That's what they called her. And we know her. She worked with Evil Finn, mm. Millsy, whichever Whichever one he was yeah. at that point. And she is a memory specialist. Yeah. I think she, I don't think that's a doctor name. I don't think that's a specialty. I think it's probably a chapter in her thesis. Yeah. Like she's some sort of brain doctor. Yeah. She's a neuro neurologist. Yeah. She's very fancy. She sits him down and does some hypno th- uh, hypnosis. Yeah. Which Paul's allowed to watch. Yeah. But Ned says that he's not going anywhere without his dad. <laughs> And so she, because Beverly says it's not a spectator spot, mm. but somehow it happens. And it was a very hilarious scene. And I did, I talked about it with my, um, with my practitioner. And look, at the end of the day, like I'm happy for them to be normalizing therapy. Um, of course. And they have been urging Ned to keep up with his therapy. Yeah. Actually, Paul. And I'm like, Paul. So evolved. Yeah. Um, he said, all right, come on, it's time to book into your counsellor. Yeah. And the Australian government's just increased the amount of free sessions you get. Oh, maybe that's why Paul's down for it because he's like, look, this is my taxes. Yep. <laughs> so Ned's having these dreams and somehow idiot Ned has the forethought while being hypnotised for the memories to come back and he thinks, well, I'm going to trick this Beverly lady because she has already warned if you have broken the law, I'm going to tell people, which I don't think is true. Do you think that's true? Well, she said, if the court compels me, I have to share the information. Yeah, but isn't it more like 
look, I, I totally could be wrong, but I thought the law was if you are going to commit a crime, not if you have. I'm. This is so far away from my world, I couldn't possibly speculate. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Maybe she asked the people in the other car. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, uh, yeah. I don't understand why he would protect himself in that moment and then confess. Aren't all the roads leading to Rome? It, well, I think in that moment he wasn't going to confess and then he's realising – so firstly, he takes a moment to say earlier on in the week that he's going to get his tattoos removed. At that point, I wanted to take my shoes off and throw them at the television because I wanted to be like, look, mate, you do not have the 12 sessions in you right now to get that tattoo removed. <laughs> Nor the money. The bail money is tied up and, however – Hooray for finally we have an excuse for those tattoos to go. Yeah, I, I'm sure um, Ben Hall was like, hey, can we use this as a situation yes. to, to not mean not having to do this makeup? That poor viewer, though, because he shared on his stories last week that there was a viewer who got one of the Ned tattoos. Oh, he did. Done. Oh, no. And now yeah. it's a, a triggering event about <laughs> Scarlet. Um and he also said, those tattoos are how Scarlett knew who I was. No, no, no. She hunted you down, mate. Oh, honey. But also, there were 47 clues in that image. Like, Yeah. When she was like, where do I send the money? He was like, here is my address. Yeah. It was like a, like a magazine puzzle. There were so many clues in these images. Mm. It, it would be easier to go, what's the thing in this image that doesn't show it's me? You know what? It was easier than, you know, when Google checks if you're a robot. Yeah. I get that wrong all the time. I reckon even the bum cake had Harold's Cafe branded on the side of it. Yeah, it was probably like um, like the Dibby's special cake or whatever that like is there every day. <laughs> Hummingbird or whatever she cooks that's so special. Yeah. So Ned is going down to confess. And Yashvi's cut up about it, which honey, honey, time for a new partner. Mm-hmm. You've got a new job, new you, new year, new Yashvi. She's got a new roommate too because her mum's sleeping in her room. Yashvi, <laughs> uh, uh, I want better for you, my sweet girl. Yeah. Um, Maybe she should move. Don't stand by your man. Yeah. Where's she going to move to? Sydney. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't. You know what I found out this week? What? That it's actually really difficult to transfer um, between state police departments. Not for Mark Brennan, it's not. <laughs> no, not if it's a tri-state operation. <laughs> um, yeah, because I spoke to someone, they live here in Victoria and they want to move states, but they can't, um, oh. like that. that's the thing that's holding them back, that they can't just become a police officer in that other state. Wow. So yada, yada, yada. Oh, the best. This is my third favourite scene. There were three. The other two are the pippy ones. This one. When Ned's getting carted off in the cuffs from the hive mm. and we see behind the little eye holes in this storage facility box painting. It's Jack Nicholson. It's Scooby-Doo <laughs> villain in the eye holes cut out and it's Scarlet on the other side spying alive. Another dark day for everything in Erinsborough because she is just there under all of their thumbs. In broad daylight hiding behind a car. Yeah. 
No one sees her. Wait, I'm already waiting for that scene where Yashvi's like, oh, she was walking around in broad daylight and I'm a detective and, I, and I'm a police officer and I didn't spot it. Oh, God. And she's going to question herself when the person that needs to question themselves is Ned. <laughs> Ned. And they, I found it really sad when they were packing up all these art supplies from the hive. Mm. Like, oh, he had so much promise. Oh, promise. He won the bloody award. Yeah. He won. He won the Archibald Prize. Which is the most unrealistic thing in the world. Yes. Yeah. Can we talk about one more thing? Mm. Is it your fourth favourite thing? Yes. The menage situation happening over at the Kennedys? God, I love that share house. It's almost up there with the Branacca house as my new favourite share house. Because Susan is Jack. Could you imagine if they got on the pinion <laughs> over at the Kennedys? <laughs> now that I would pay OnlyFans for. If Carl comes in and goes, I finally found a bargain you can get on board with, sweetheart. I've talked to these young men at the West Waratah car park <laughs> and Susan needs a break from Jane because Jane's grinding her gears. Yeah. And Susan, so they're back at school. They've been on school holidays lately. They're back at school and Susan, I think she was going back thinking, look, it's good. I've got something else to focus on. I've got my principal garb, whatever I do as a principal. And Jane is just coming in and chatting. And she doesn't have her principal garb because Jane's wearing it. Jane walked in wearing Susan's new cardigan. Oh, I missed that bit. Yeah. She's like, oh, it was just hanging up in the laundry, so I just thought I'd wear it. How inappropriate. Susan's like, are you right? (laughs) Yeah, that is, you know, so she's wearing a cardigan. She's, you know, being the Bonnie to the husband Clyde. And... At one point, oh, and she's having dinner with her daughter, but cuts it home, cuts it early to just come home and chill with Coos. And then she sits on the coffee table in front of the TV, <laughs> which is so weird because there's other chairs. Yeah, but neighbours does a lot of coffee table sitting. It's one of their favourite manoeuvres. I know, but it was so uncomfortable to watch. And Susie's trying to watch over her because, like, Love Island's on or something. Yeah, and she's trying to do the remote remote around the corner, like trying to pause. <laughs> and um, you know, all we needed in that scene was Hendrix, really. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So, Suze has said to Carl, like, oh, look, I'm. this is too much. I need yeah. – she should move out. Get her out. Carl – and Carl is like – like, it's a thruple situation where what he doesn't get in the marriage, as in, like, interest in bargain shopping. He's got a friend. Yeah, he's got a friend. It's nice for him to have a friend. But also, if she moved over with the Bernakis or something, he could still be friends with her. I don't want her to move – I want her and Susan to find a common ground. Oh, well, I think so, but I, my feeling is that Nicolette and Jane will move in I don't want together. them to. And then I guess Chloe will move in when they have the baby. <laughs> All right, we need to pull it back. We can't forecast too far ahead. We need to do Citizen and Citizen. Oh, man, I forgot, which is weird because I've been doing it every week for like five years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, actually, Citizen and Citizen only came in a couple of years ago. Oh, it, was, oh. Yeah, it wasn't always there. It was when Brad won Citizen of the Year that we brought it in. Oh, of course. Mm. Um, which is ironic because now his son is the Citizen of the Year. Yeah, he is. All right. Well, I'm going to actually, on that vein, I'm going to go again. Double double banger. Citizen Ned, just for confessing to a crime, he dreamt he did? Mm. Yeah. No one likes hearing about people's dreams at the best of times. Yeah. Let alone when there's possible murder involved. Imagine if he went down to the police station and goes, look, I had a dream that I was wearing blue gum boots. <laughs> I was falling and then 
I was like there was a tall building and I didn't know where the ground was. And then I woke up in my dream and I had no teeth. <laughs> like, okay, what does that mean? Okay, sweetheart. <laughs> We've got crimes to solve. <laughs> they do. They've got a lot of crimes to solve. Um, all right. I'm going to go – this is basic of me, but I'm going to go Shittison to Pierce Grayson. Yes. This is, yep, like last week. Good. Naming the wine <laughs> Chloe Brennan. Look, sorry. I mean, that was me using the correct name. Yeah. Naming the wine Chloe Grayson. Sleeping with Dippy again. Just – Having shit excuses for it. <laughs> having shit excuses. I turned to my partner who I was watching the scene with and said, I would respect them. If they at least just enjoyed it, like just said, there's no excuse. We're just going to do this. Exactly. I love drama TV and infidelity storylines. Like I kind of, I'm not against this because it's fun for me to watch. So fun. But I just think he's an idiot (laughs) and I can't wait for whatever (laughs) is going to happen that makes him leave the show. This is, it's a good time. Yeah, and it's obviously there's been some guesses in the council as well that maybe he'll um, get murdered. Yeah, like or, a, who shot Mr. Burns? Yeah, style. I don't know. I reckon he's just gonna leave. I've got murder fatigue. I gotta say. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen, but I'm I'm not a fan of that character right now. But give me Pippi and give me glamorous Dippy. <gasps> Could you imagine Dippy, him and Dippy run off together, and she's just like high life Dippy. Because Dippy's not going to live and if she's in with a billion, And if she's with a billionaire, she can go visit her kids in Sydney whenever she wants. She can live on the bay. Byron. Byron Dippy. Or no, I would I would go more Elizabeth Bay. I don't even know what that is, so it sounds fancy. Double Bay. Yeah, I'm just naming fancy Sydney suburbs. She could open like a cafe that only does like bowls. And she doesn't have to, she can just in name only run it. Oh, like, she doesn't have to be in there. Yeah. Maybe she could get a wine named after her. <laughs> Look, watch this space because a lot's going to happen, I guess. And she'll name an acai bowl after him or something. (laughs) CJ, what a treat it has been lurking around a car park in an evening with you. I mean, I've been lurking since like 1996, so I'm okay with this. (laughs) This is new for me. Mum's gone bad. We will check in next week from who knows where. Who knows? It could be all three of us. Please let it be all three of us. Oh, could you imagine? Kate, we'll hear from Kate. She's Remude on Twitter. I've deleted the Twitter app for my mental health for the moment. But you can find Vase, V-A-Y-S, on Instagram where I'm just hanging out with my baby. And join Neighbours Council on Facebook and patreon.com slash neighbourspod. CJ. Yes, do that. And um, CJ the Hotmas Mum on Instagram and TikTok. And as Vase said, join the council and like get on our threads that we're talking about the show every week. They're really fun. Yeah, and since I've deleted Twitter, the threads are really hopping. You are there and you um, – I don't often partake because I rarely watch the show like traditionally, but I read a lot of those comments all the time and they're really enjoyable. And also, Kate's not here, so I will say rate and review us. Yes, on Apple Podcasts or the app that you listen to us on. Whatever you do it on, please do that. Hope you're keeping well and we'll chat soon. Yeah, take care of yourself. Bye. Bye.